Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday, October 6th. Uh, I hope that your week is going well. And I want to share, you know, I was on vacation and, and out doing some, some business meetings back uh, a couple weeks ago. Just a picture of uh, the cable cars finally got up and running uh, the last day we were in San Francisco. So uh, an opportunity to, uh, to ride the historic cable cars. That's a neat thing. I wish the markets were running like the cable cars, slowly up, slowly down, uh, but they're not. We're seeing the markets really choppy right now. A lot of uh, ups and downs. It seems like we're getting lower highs and, and lower lows, uh, which historically is not good news as we, as we kind of look at what's going on in the marketplace. And Dave and I will talk about that more uh, coming up next. But before we do, remember, there is only one thing any of us can control within our portfolio. None of us can control what happens in Washington. We can't control what happens across the ocean in Europe or China, uh, but we can control how much risk we have in our portfolio. And if you don't know how much risk you have, that can be problematic. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. Until then, we got Dave coming up next. 105.7 Light FM. Uncle Cracker, Doby Gray together again there for the first time. It's 841 now. We're at 19 before 9. Philip Sadler and I were talking about energy crises. I mean... Talk about back to the 70s. <laughs> it's possible. It really and truly is. Let's find out what's happening with your money this morning. And some of it is being affected by energy over across the pond. Downtown Sebring we go, where Philip Statler is ready and raring to go from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. Did I riff enough there in order to give you time to catch your breath? Absolutely, man. Hey, things are going well. I, I, I just feel like... Um... Uh, doom and gloom, and, and I don't like to feel that way, but uh, man, I, I'm just having a hard time interpreting the numbers in any different way than it's going to be problematic for a while. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid it is. Setting the table this morning in a vacuum yesterday was not a bad day. Dow was up 311 points. Standard & Poor's was up by 45 and a half. NASDAQ up by 178 in a vacuum that had looked good. But we barely took back a little over half what we lost the day before. And things are looking like they're heading south again this morning. And like you said, I, I was calling it malaise a week or so ago. I got a sneaking hunch that we're approaching the point of just full-blown foul humor out there. Uh, we've got the administration trying to scare the pants out of us. I've got a European, uh, let's see, wh who was it that was saying this? A European company, Eurasia Group's John Lieber, uh, said that he was calling the odds of our defaulting on our debt with no debt ceiling hike unusually high at 20%. I don't know what he was smoking, but I'm still not worried about the Democrats breaking down and just doing the debt ceiling rise through reconciliation in the Senate. But uh, the administration is doing a pretty jo good job of scaring our investors and the uh, world markets at this point, aren't they? Well, they really are. And one of the things that I've kind of noticed here uh, over a period of time is that we're seeing lower highs and lower lows, which is which is never a good sign, Dave, when we start to see that. Now, you know, one day we, we're, we're dropping, the next day we're going up, but not near enough to make up for the losses. And the next day we're going back down again. So, um, 
yeah, something we definitely have to keep our eye on. We need to be ready um, and we need to be making adjustments uh, to portfolios because this could be a, a long term deal. Yeah, when I take my chart out to three months, you start really seeing a downward trend getting established here on the major indexes. And uh, once again, like you and I have said before, a correction is not necessarily a bad thing. A correction is necessary. And uh, if it gets to be a full 10% correction, which we're grossly overdue for, you know, to be a 3,400-point drop in the Dow, and that's probably enough to cause a whole bunch of people to change underwear. But really, in reaction, that's, that is only 10%. So the downward trend is something to watch and be prepared for, especially if you're getting close to retirement age. But is it bad for the markets overall? No, it's, it's, it's a shift, and it's something that we need to plan for and expect. That's right. I mean, it is. You and I talk all the time about, you know, there's a 10% correction. We expect that to come every year at some point in time. Uh, we don't expect the bear markets to pop up very often, the, you know, the 20, 25% declines or, or more. Uh, but, uh, but they're always possible to, to come up at any point in time, given uh, where we are. So it is just one of those things. It's, it's a, a fact of life in this industry that there's going to be ups and downs. Absolutely. And the market timers are still arguing about whether or not we're overdue for a bear or not. And a lot of that depends upon how you define that big dump that we took in the spring of last year. Yeah, we hit bar market territory last year, but was it really the correction from heck or was it a very brief bear market? And I'm reading columnists saying both sides of the fence in the process. So, you know, there's some uh, some relatively well-educated school of wisdom that still says, yeah, we haven't had a bear market in an inordinately long time, and we're probably overdue for it. Now, that's not bad if you're 40 years old, because you'll probably weather it. But if you're 50, 55, 60 years old, a bear market could be a really bad thing if you're not properly insulated on your retirement funds. You're so right, Dave. I mean, you know, I, I've gone back and looked at the last two major bear markets, and, and typically it takes four to six years to recover and uh, just to get back to even. And, and that's just uh, for somebody that's five years out from retirement, that's just not helpful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In 08, 09, I wasn't worried. I had 10, or, 10 odd years to go, so I let my IRA ride, and it, it recovered just fine, and everything looks perfectly fine. Now I'm at retirement age, and all of a sudden those numbers have a completely set of, different set of meetings to them. No, absolutely right. So that's just something that people need to be aware of. Absolutely. Uh, bringing us up to the moment for the day, because we kind of alluded to the fact that things are looking crapola, let's start out with the data dump information we got on our economy. On the macro side of the fence, this is the employment picture week, and the first one of the uh, batch of numbers we get is the ADP, the big, the big payroll company. They report their projection of how many private sector jobs were grown in the last month. Uh, if this is a picture of what the other two or three numbers are going to look like, we're going to be happy with, because it was a big beat. They expected 430,000 new private sector jobs. That was a substantial increase over the month before. We got 568. So we start out with some good news on Employment Week numbers. We, we really do, Dave. I mean, that's, uh, that's really a, a good increase in the, uh, the number of em employees or, or employment opportunities out there. Um, you know, that, that was a big surge in September and uh, faster than expected. Now, the question is, can we continue that? Because, I mean, I know that um, uh, when uh, we were in Tennessee, uh, that uh, there's a lot of restaurants that are only, 
you know, half their dining room to two to two thirds of their dining room is all that's open because they don't have enough employees to fill the place up. Um, and I know we have restaurants here now that are still closing uh, part day. So that's an employment issue. Uh, and, and really, that's it. And we need to solve that. Yeah, entry-level jobs are getting harder and harder to fill, even with an increase in the minimum wage to $10 as of a few days ago. It still is a lot more difficult to be able to get those entry-level jobs filled. But nevertheless, the the number itself looks good, and I'm kind of comparing it with a bunch of uh, columnist notes that I was reading earlier in the week. They were kind of diminishing expectations as to what to expect, kind of preparing us for an unpleasant surprise. Yeah, because, you know, August was kind of a, a, a disappointment. But, hey, it is uh, it is good news. But, hey, we've got two more days of numbers to filter through. Uh, jobless claims tomorrow. And then Friday, you know, we get the government number on non-farm payroll and the unemployment rate. And so those will probably set the kind of set the tone for the rest of the month. Absolutely. The other thing that we were alluding to that's kind of messing with the moods on the market is the energy situation. Price of oil is up again. We're holding in the upper 70s now, bumping our nose on 80. And that's messing with the supply chain over in the European community. We mentioned yesterday there was a story out about the British are having their military deliver gas to the gas stations now. And it's pretty much going across the uh, economic community over there, as you mentioned. Well, yeah, and the big deal overnight was natural gas. I mean, those guys use a lot of natural gas for heating over there. And uh, natural gas in Europe jumped 40% overnight. Uh, and, and I'm looking at my ticker here, looking at natural gas, and, and it's some of the highest numbers I, I remember ever seeing. I, I remember natural gas being earlier this year, $253, and it's at $615 right now. So uh, that's a big increase in, uh, in natural gas, more than double what it was earlier this year. Absolutely. Natural gas tends to track petroleum, but kind of as a byproduct to the petroleum process. But yeah, I can't remember $6 plus uh, for natural gas in a long, long time myself. Uh, that messes up our northern states as well as Europe, even though we're not quite into heating season up there yet. Uh, that, you know, a combination of the price of oil being up where it is and natural gas with heating season coming, uh, the pressure's upward on the price domestically as well. So that's making a lot of people disconcerted anyway as well. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, and all of that is playing into our futures this morning. You know, natural gas, stagflation fears. There's just a lot of stuff that's that's weighing on us today. Understood. I know we're way before the start of the formal flood of earnings season reports. Did you have any any, any quarterly reports out this morning to give us any hope? We, we got a couple. So we got Constellation Brands. Um, yeah, they're the beer and wine maker. Um, so this is really kind of uh, disconcerting here, Dave, because they missed on quarterly earnings. Huh. Yeah, they were expected to earn about 277 a share. They came in at 238 Now, revenue did beat uh, expectations, so I guess we're still buying a lot. Um, uh, they, uh, they increased their full-year earnings outlook, so that was some good news. But that's not enough. Well, it is enough good news, I guess, to finally. They were red all morning, and now they're even. Um, uh, heading out of the out of the gate this morning, uh, bouncing a little green, a little red uh, at every ticker moment. So at 213 right now, so pretty much even today. The other one I have for you is a company that I hadn't really heard of, I don't think, Acuity Brands. 
um, they're a lighting and building material management system. And mm-hmm. they, they had a good quarter. They, they beat by uh, about almost 50 cents a share uh, revenue top forecast. Um, they, they said, you know, they, they beat, even though they continue to have challenging environment for uh, higher labor costs, higher material costs and higher freight costs. So they got a lot of headwinds that they're uh, overcoming but they're up almost 2% this morning. Well, that's good to hear. Resetting the table for the morning. It was an up day yesterday. You can almost start to count on the rhythm of the market. I'm assuming we're in red ink this morning. Where are we looking 45 minutes early, Philip? Yeah, I don't see a piece of green on my screen except for the VIX. The, uh, the volatility index is the only green thing I have, and that's what you don't want to be green. It's up 3% this morning. So tell you how things are looking. The Dow. Uh, down three quarters of a percent. S&P 500 is down another nine tenths of a percent. And the NASDAQ's down a little over one percent, as well as the Russell 2000 down one percent. And then commodities, you think maybe, maybe we get a little green ink over there. Oh, no. We have all red there also. Silver uh, down a third of a percent. Gold down a tenth of a percent. And crude oil down 1.1 percent to $78.05 a barrel. Well, that's down about where it was yesterday morning. I yeah. think we're seeing that day-to-day cycle right now where a down number in the morning doesn't necessarily mean good news, right? That, that's right. We, we've ended up up by the end of the day, um, and overnight it trends to tend up and then, uh, and then start to fall the next morning. Yeah, the day traders go to bed about 6 a.m. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Tends to be an overnight futures market for some reason or another. Overseas, the Asian markets were kind of mixed. China was up by a little bit, surprisingly. The rest of them were off by a bit. Europe, we'd mentioned it. They've got an inflation issue going on over there, and they've got an energy crisis going on over there. All the European markets are over 1% down halfway through their trading day. Philip, we were alluding to it earlier and talked about it. Stability counts for a lot the closer you get to retirement, and knowing where your risk is is vital this time, especially looking at the trend of the markets. How do I find you to find out where the risk is in my retirement portfolio? David, it is vitally important right now. With all the volatility we're seeing, you need to know where you are and what the risk is in your portfolio. That's why we have developed our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Check out our website at statlerfinancial.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, and now on your FM dial 95.3. I listened to it yesterday, day for a little bit, and in the car, sounds really good. Sounds pretty good. I was happy. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying listening to it around town on that. Philip, thank you much. We'll catch you in the morning, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler from the pit. Hey, folks, I want to thank you for, for uh, stopping by to listen to us today. I hope your week is going well. we got a couple of days left, and uh, I hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Until then, take care. Bye now.